This is a HeadGum Original. In 1977, NASA sent two solid gold records into space so that aliens might find them and understand life on Earth. I send greetings on behalf of the people of our planet and friendly wishes to all who may encounter this voyager. Now, we're making new records with our friends. We step out of our solar system into the universe seeking only peace and friendship. We know full well that our planet and all its inhabitants are but a small part of this immense universe that surrounds us. Hello from the children of planet Earth. Hey, Keeping Records heads. Hey, Keeping Records fam. We are... Well, this is awkward. We wish we were here for a better reason. We're kicking this episode off with an apology. And if I sound weird, it's It's because... It's because Caleb's entire face is numb right now. I just went to the dentist and they actually weren't able to get the tooth they were working on numb. So we had to just go ahead and do it anyway. But But that's not what we're here to apologize about. That's not what we're here to apologize for. We want to always be honest with you guys you guys are our friends and our family in this episode that you're about to listen to we talk about an artifact on the original records and we lied to you about it and um you know no it, it wasn't my personal fault it's actually what caleb's getting at is that it was um it was mine it was shelby's fault yeah. it was shelby's fault. <laughs> it was my fault and so what we talked about was an image by the correct photographer and correct title correct title um, but this photographer has two images with the same title, and we talked about the incorrect one. In my opinion, the more interesting one. Definitely. Without a doubt, without a question, the more interesting one. So what we want you to know is on our Instagram, we're going to put both the one we talk about with Lauren. And the one um, that we didn't talk about at all. This podcast isn't entirely about accuracy. It's about fun. It's about culture, the way things... And, you know, I think there's something to be said for not just talking about the world the way that it is, but talking about it the way we want it to be. Yeah, I mean, it's a utopia. We're talking about it kind of in a utopia way sometimes. So you guys are allowed to be mad at us, but if you would, just um, when you're listening to the episode and you get to that part, if you want to tweet at us or post on your Instagram stories and just tag the account and let us know if we're forgiven or canceled... Um, we just want to know like it's good to know what we're up against you can you can tag the account and say keeping records canceled keeping records forgiven you don't have to say why other people don't need to know this is kind of a family matter yeah we want to keep we definitely do want to keep this in the family let's keep this in house yeah Um, we love you guys and we're so 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 sorry but it's not your fault it's not your fault and also at the end of the day we didn't do anything wrong and we don't take it back that's actually I, i was scared we wouldn't say that we could not be more sorry but we wouldn't change a single thing we did Anyway, the original picture that was actually on the records, bad and boring. Yeah, just a picture of a crocodile. So again, can't stress this enough. This is our big apology. We are so, so, so sorry to anybody that we hurt. And I'm sorry both to you guys and to Caleb for putting him in this position. I do not accept her apology. I do not want you to accept ours because we do not mean it. But okay. ultimately we do. We do. In a way, it it's hard to put your finger on it because both we do and we don't yeah but in the biggest way i think we don't (laughs) (laughs) 
But we love you guys no matter what. We love you guys no matter what. And f- at the end of the day, ultimately, it's always fuck the haters and ciao. Fuck the haters and <laughs> ciao. ciao. <laughs> well, 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 elephant in the room where are you you're not here um well i'm in big bear up in the mountains of california big dog and big bear big dog and big bear you know when big <laughs> papa comes to town they roll out the red carpet and i'm up here you know i you know listen shelby you know me i don't like to talk about poop but <laughs> i uh for lunch today i went to a, a local saloon um and i got uh bacon wrapped jalapeno shrimp poppers and I'm having a, a bit of a hard time with me body because of it. And um, I'm getting in and out of the hot tub to go to the bathroom. Um, I'm in a hot tub up here. It's not a brag. And <laughs> I can't explain to you how gnarly it is <laughs> to say you're getting in and out of the hot tub to have what I assume is diarrhea. I'm I'm douching. I'm bidetting the butthole area. You have and a bidet? And I clean it all up. Be honest, you have a bidet? I mean, if you want to know my process, I'm going back <laughs> to being like closeted in high school. When when gay men are closeted in high school, a lot of us <laughs> douche with a water bottle, and I haven't forgotten how to do it. Wait, when Sabrina told you about, <laughs> about spraying because her apple? She, I already know where you're going with this. You're, already, <laughs> you're trying to paint me as culturally insensitive, just like Sabrina did. She said they used a jug. <laughs> Water bottles, you push on the side of water bottles and water squirts out. You can't push on the side of a lot of jugs, like a clay jug. So I'm up here. I'm up here. I'm in the hot tub. I'm having just a little bit, a, a spot of diarrhea, mate. And yeah, I watched War Dogs last night. And oh. Jonah Hill made a really interesting choice for that character <laughs> where he laughs. He, he, every, he has a laugh that goes. <laughs> but it's that's me and i want to keep it quick because i want to get our guest in here but how are you um i'm reorganizing our kitchen cabinets why why would you do that you organized them the first time no they're not organized are you kidding we that's have so we have snack bars kind of strewn throughout the three cabinets to me that's perfect what are you doing about it i'm putting them in little bins oh cute <laughs> <laughs> It'll just I be nicer, that. a little bit more organized so that we can put more things in there. I'm Midwestern. I love that. Yeah, I can't wait to be a mom. Anyway, let's intro our guest. Our guest today is the simply iconic comedian, activist, hero. <laughs> <laughs> please. Actor. You can please. go actor if you want to. Actor. Please help us welcome Lauren, Lauren Lapkus. Oh my God. I love that. I love that intro. And I love that you're literally having diarrhea in a hot tub when like hot tubs always have a sign that's like, if you're having diarrhea, do not enter Get this out. premise. They're like, <laughs> it's not full diarrhea. Okay. I'm having, I'm, ha- I'm just having frequent poops. And I got to tell you guys, I wouldn't be unsafe in the tub, girls. Good. Ladies. Good, good, good. <laughs> Lauren, it's not about me right now. It's about you. How are you? Um, I'm good. I was thinking like I, I did therapy right before this, which was like probably mm-hmm. a really bad idea. No, you're like, really I- in touch with yourself right now. <laughs> yeah. Right now. We, we actually part asked, two. What'd you talk actually- about in there? <laughs> <laughs> we usually ask people if they're not in therapy to start before. They, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I like scheduled it at two and then now it's five o'clock and I was like, that's plenty of time. But then I just felt sleepy after it. You know, it's like that thing of when you're just. On, and doing therapy on Zoom, I think, is not ideal. And it's just for sure. 
it's just a weird time. And then I was just on Venmo um, deleting people from my friends list because I opened my Venmo. <laughs> and <Drama>. I realized... <laughs> Drama. If you find yourself removed from Lauren's Venmo, <laughs> right into the show. Of all social media, I don't even know if you can call it social media, of all accounts to be removing friends, Venmo is such an interesting one. I will say, like, part of it is because I have time limits on my social media, so I was locked out. So I was like, well, let me look at Venmo. because I, Well, I had to pay my <laughs> therapist. That's what got me there. And then I realized I didn't know anyone in the feed. I was like, who are these people? And so I started deleting people I didn't know. And then I deleted some people that I haven't talked to in 10 years. And then <laughs> and then I deleted some people who've died. And it really got like, there's just a lot dark. in the Venmo. <laughs> um, there's a lot going on in Lauren's Venmo. It's fun to look at Venmo and just like see what some people are paying for. It is a really, it's really interesting or to try and guess. Sometimes it's cryptic and you're like, I, what was this? I know. And I'm also just like, why is anyone public? Why is any... Why are you putting anything in a public feed of what you're paying for, no matter what it is, even if it's pizza? Caleb pays our rent to me public. Which I need to do, <laughs> by the way. Does that, does I, owe you, I owe you money right now. I, I get mad at people. I get I, I get judgy. I, I see like I see a payment from like someone. I'll see two people that I was in like a bio class with in college paying each other for drinks. And I'm like, y'all are still hanging out, which is like... <laughs> Why can't they? You know what I mean? What's wrong with me? That's fine. <laughs> no, but I feel I feel that too. Like I look I looked at some random transactions. I saw that a husband was paying his wife for lunch and I was like, "Why?" Wow. You know? <laughs> That's I mean, to me, what you found out was they're in the middle of a divorce. Exactly. And that's where <laughs> oh I was headed. Current God. husband, current wife. That yeah. could totally be true. I haven't talked to that person in a million years, so I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, is that they're, they were talking <laughs> with their lawyer and they had to pay the hourly and they were like, yeah. can you, <laughs> can you yeah. get your, your half of this? <laughs> I think divorce can be really healthy. Yeah, my oh, parents yeah. did it and I think it was good for everyone, specifically me. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and we're doing it. You and I are going through a divorce. I'm yeah, so sorry. Big bear. Or we got married in quarantine. We got divorced in quarantine. A lot can go down this time. <laughs> you love and yeah. you lose. And we're, you know, once we get the vaccine, we'll want to be back out there, um, you know, just banging our way through Los Angeles. And so we wanted to break up. But that's our story. I love that. I'm so happy for you guys that you know Thank what you, you. Lauren, you're always texting me and telling me that I should be single. You're always saying, get a divorce, get a Wait, divorce. Wait, what the fuck? Okay, Lauren, are you telling, something, were you telling something, him to break up with something me? something I've said, but it's not <laughs> something that has any weight to it. It's just kind of like something I say. She just throws it out. She just will text me and be like, oh my God, what if you divorce show? It's like a joke. It's like a kidding around, but I'm doing wow. it. Wow. No, that's awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> Lauren, we're not really here to talk about our divorce, even though it's going to be hard. We're kind of here to talk about what you would put on your golden records. Oh my God. Well, I found this to be an interesting challenge. Um, so I, I'll start with, um, I'm going to start with one that I just think is a nice one to kick it off with, which is the Who's the Boss theme song. Ooh. This is the best theme song that has ever been made. It's very emotional. It feels good. Oh, fuck. I almost started crying. <laughs> Just lean in. <laughs> and at the end was you. There's a path 
Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Keep going. Right before the beat drops. Heights are long, but you're wide awake. Jesus. I mean, true, but. If you guys know this part, sing along. What's that instrument? He's going crazy. Who was that? This is. Who said? Who said that at the end? Who was that? What kind of instrument is that? I'd have to hear it again. <laughs> I want to say guitar. <laughs> I'll believe that. I could go with that. I'll go with that too. It feels strong. Guitar, organ, one of those ones that we don't play anymore. You know. I just love that song so much, and honestly, like I watched so much TV as a kid, and I loved sitcoms. And when I'm feeling sad, I can honestly put on TV theme songs, and I feel better. I, that one is so emotional to me. I don't know if it did anything for you. Um, no, it did. Yes. <laughs> did you see? <laughs> Big time move me. Yeah, no, it did. Yeah, I, I loved least... it. I love that song so much. And it's it's a really, I think it, if I'm really going to try to like express something to aliens or whatever, I feel like I would want them probably to see the visuals that accompany that because it tells a story. And, you know, I think sitcoms mm-hmm. are a great example of what we've been, what we've been doing down here. We have been doing sitcoms. <laughs> We have been doing sitcoms. That's so true. Caleb and I have been rewatching. Ro- well, for me, the first time. For Caleb, the not twelfth time watching Roseanne. Roseanne, <gasps> all the way through. Uh, well, we were skipping around. We started in the middle, <laughs> and now we're jumping back to the front. And it's you know. Yeah, I joined fun. him late, so I joined him around season four. And had you seen it before? I'd seen like if an episode was on, but I'd never. I was never um, a sit down and watch Roseanne kind of gal. Can I ask both your ages? I'm 13. Oh my god! Yeah, okay, and I'm and I'm six. Uh, <laughs> so I'm 26 cute. actually, and okay. I'm 27. And so, did you have you ever seen Who's the Boss? Um, you can say no. It's fine. No, no. no this I, is this is why it's on the record. You have to understand. I want to say yes. So this is Alyssa Milano. Yes. And Tony Danza. Yes. And remind me the woman's name who's so iconic. Judith Light. Judith Light, who ends up. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, I saw episodes here and there that were on like super 2 to 3 a.m. like Nick at Night kind of slot. Yeah. Now, see, I feel like the, I'm 35 and that difference is so vast when it comes to what you grew up watching. It's just crazy how much like we have a difference in what we've seen. Like what mattered to you as a kid? Like what was like. <laughs> summer tv like because to me it's like sitcoms like that it's like then it's like brady bunch like older things that are on rerun and then on top of that i have like ren and stimpy and like rugrats and things that were uh, new at the time but i feel like then for you that's like nick at night yeah but rug rugrats was definitely me loved the rugrats i'm jewish so were the pickles (laughs) so (laughs) the pickles were jewish the Tommy pickles, pickles. Jewish. they had the, the Passover episode, the Hanukkah yes. episode. I mean, we are wow. talking, they call their grandpa, I think they might call him Abba. They call him something, but sh- their grandma's Bubby. Like, it's Jewish. It's nice. I, did, I didn't know. So when I, we, I didn't grow up around Jewish people and I didn't know, like, I didn't really know what those things were. So I just was like, oh, this is a thing they said, like, if they were celebrating Hanukkah in a TV show, until I was in, like, late high school, I thought. They thought they were. That was a well. The good TV news for you was that religion. that was really one of the only shows that they celebrated Hanukkah, which was why Jews were kind of like, "Whoa!" Because yeah. we never had a holiday episode. But they yeah. uh, they went ham bone on Hanukkah. 
I just feel like we just glossed over that Caleb thought Hanukkah was a TV holiday. <laughs> well, I didn't know any Jewish people. I just was like, I, I guess I didn't really understand that. I didn't really understand that Judaism was really a religion, I guess, until like late high school. I, I didn't really know what it was. Where but I also didn't from? know. I'm from rural Missouri. And I also didn't know what Democrats and Republicans were. I knew they were political parties and they were against each other but i didn't know and what are they more than that really but i didn't know um i didn't know who was which until like probably my sophomore year of high school wow i love that um but yeah the the rugrats had the maca babies was their hanukkah episode and that was like oh, wow. hell yeah and that was i was one of like two jews in my school so it was kind of like <laughs> all right you guys know what i'm talking about now because before that you were just kind of like yeah i'm going to like this thing where you eat in like a really specific order because it's passover uh, yeah. and you have to eat these like seven like six food it's like specific <laughs> and that in an order everyone was like you're fucking weird and then you set out a glass of wine and hope that some ghost drinks it during the night for elijah, elijah. yeah yeah um i'm not jewish but i grew up around a lot of Jewish people. And I went to like a hundred bar and bat mitzvahs in middle school, which was thrilling. Now, where did you grow up? I grew up in Evanston, Illinois, which is just outside yes. of Chicago. Yes, it is. We both <laughs> lived in Chicago. Oh yes. Okay. Amazing. Did you go to New Trier? Um, no, I went to Evanston school. Township High School. Okay. Where's New Trier? Yeah, New Trier is um, not near Evanston, huh? It is. It's, it's a, it, if I lived in a certain area, I could have ended up going there, but most kids in Evanston ended up going to Evanston. But uh yeah you're you lived in chicago we both did comedy in chicago that's where Why we did met. I say we, it like that yuck we've been doing comedy in chicago <laughs> no keep it it's gorgeous it's there's really such beauty and imperfection um shelby and i met doing comedy in chicago and we once spent a re- we spent a really beautiful day uh shelby you might recall uh doing going to yard sales in evanston that's fun so uh, that's the best with claire with Claire McDonald, our dear friend. So I want to I want to I want to bring up something um, that I feel like everyone's dancing around. Everyone's yeah. being not brave about it, and I want to talk, talk about Tony Danza was so hot in this show. He was, and honestly, like a tight sweatshirt kind of mm. vibe. He was mm. a maid. He was a housekeeper who lived in the home. That's the question. Who's the boss? Because who, who you know, he works it? for Judith Light. Yet, however, he seems to have a lot of control. And maybe it, and then maybe it's the grandma and maybe it's the kids. We really don't know. But uh, <laughs> very fun show. And he was very hot. And Alyssa Milano was fantastic on it. And that's a real like I spent my summers, I feel like mainly watching TV. And that just feels like the windows are open. That theme song comes on. I'm feeling relaxed. You know, anything can happen, meaning nothing's going to happen. And it's just a comforting sort of wrap around blanket vibe. I've never even seen a second of this show. Honestly, all you need to do is watch the opening credits. I just feel like that will just give you everything you need. He's vacuuming. I'm literally Googling. In the opening credits? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's well, then he's not the boss. He's not the boss. I'll oh. tell you this much. He's vacuuming. Certain he's episodes, he might be. But I'm Googling right now, just kind of looking at everyone, seeing what they looked like at the time. Um, Lauren, do you want to give the aliens that specific experience of hearing this song? Like windows open, summer day, everything could happen. Yes. Every part and of I, it? Yes, like on a couch. Um, and you're small, so like your feet fit, you can fit on the couch. <laughs> you're drinking some chocolate milk, maybe? Am I projecting? Yes. No, I, I love, love it. chocolate oh, milk. Oh, no, it's, it's Nesquik with the powder, and then you're and eating it with a spoon. Yeah. Ooh, All the, like, I love yeah. that. 
Yeah, that's such a moment. There were like I feel like um after school or like yeah, in the summer, like just a day when especially if your siblings or like whoever anybody, whoever you lived with, if they were gone and you got to just like plop yourself down on the couch at like 10, 12 years old and get like a big drink and a snack and like just watch whatever you wanted. Having control of the TV as a kid was a big yes. deal in my house. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We had a lot of control with it. I feel like we had a lot of TVs though. So yeah. it's kind of like everyone can kind of be in their iconic own space. That helps. Yeah. Something yeah. that I'm realizing now and I've never really known this um, to be a truth before is that none of the TVs in my house growing up had a window in the room. Like I could never watch a TV wow. with an open window because I can't, I'm, I'm picturing my house and I'm like, yeah, there weren't, there were not a window to be open. I want to know more about the rooms. <laughs> well, like Shelby's my- family is uh, doomsday <laughs> preppers. Cave yeah. People. So she did, she did. And that actually makes a lot of sense. She grew up in the, in the caves where it's safe. <laughs> yeah. If you've ever seen now and then with Brendan Fraser, it's a lot like that where we mm. lived underground. Um, mm. Whenever I hear his name, I, I remember this commercial he did where he goes, it's Fraser. Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Hi, I'm Brendan Fraser. You're watching Comedy Central. That's Fraser, not Fraser. If you say Fraser, I know where you live. <laughs> and honestly, that was the point of the commercial. It worked. I, I, it's all I got out of it. I don't know what I was going to say, what for. could the ad have been for? I don't know. I, I have no idea. I feel like it was either a Comedy Central or an MTV ad, and I don't remember what it was about. But It was for I Pfizer. He was like, Fraser. <laughs> it's Fraser. Fraser. <laughs> Um, no, I'm thinking and I'm like, okay, (laughs) one TV, one of the most popular TVs in the house in the kitchen, the kitchen didn't have fascinating. I always thought that was fascinating when I would see that in movies, a TV in the kitchen. Yeah. I thought that, I think that's fascinating. We had a small one that was like black and white. Um, and it had like a little dial on the front and you could find like, you know, four different channels. Our kitchen was diner themed. So there was just a lot of like black, red and white tile. And then the TV and we kind of vibed out with that. And then it was always like a special night if we got to watch TV during dinner. Ooh, that is special. That was kind of our deal. <laughs> we did that. Or it said not special at all. Special if we didn't actually. Special, special if, if we, we sat weren't at the table, TV. which my mom will always be like, we sat at the table a lot. And I'm like, we ate Burger King on the floor in front of the TV. That is the memory. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fine. I don't even recall us having a dining table for an amount of time. Like, it, yeah, it was d- d- like dinner around the table was not a thing for us, but Watching TV, I was watching Law and Order way too young, and my mom realized she couldn't stop me because she wasn't home enough to stop me. So eventually, she just was like, if she was home and I was watching Law and Order, she'd just be like, "All right," and watch it with me. And <laughs> um, she still watches it weekly. Every week when the episode comes out, she watches it live. Wow, live just sneak channels around then, like in the kitchen. I remember Harrison, my older brother. He once, first of all, we weren't allowed to watch. We could watch. My dad would have me in the basement to watch like some raunchy ass movies. But if I was to turn on South Park specifically, I would get grounded. They were like, not South Park, anything. But wow. South Park. Famously, as soon as it came out, Coyote Ugly was my favorite movie as a kid. They're just dancing on bars. Hot totally girls fine. dancing on bars. My parents were like, watch that however much you want. As There's soon so as someone says a curse word. That, though. There's so much more happening than that in Quiet Coyote Ugly. You don't have to tell me twice. She's a beautiful songwriter who's afraid to perform. But I. <laughs> <laughs> but my brother turned on South Park once. We got grounded, and he also once was flipping, and we found the Playboy Channel, and we like Ooh. as a as a coalition of siblings. Harrison or Merrick. Harrison. 
Okay, cool. Who's not a troublemaker? If it was some good names in your family, thank you. The boys kind of had the unique ones, and then we got Shelby and Alana, and we're no, I like it all together. Hey, I like (laughs) it as a unit. I think it works. I'm on Mm -hmm. Warren's side. (laughs) Sorry, Shelby, you lose. Your family's names are cool. (laughs) In a way, that's a win. Hey, so you were telling awesome. us that you and your siblings watched porn together? That yeah, was I'm the... sorry. Don't try to like... Well, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> you guys deranged. I was I was ready to keep going. You guys derailed the story. I was ready to keep on talking about how... Shelby brought up the porn thing and then messaged Lauren in the chat and said, please change the subject. Change the subject. <laughs> oh my God, anything, I anything, anything, anything. Go, go, go. Yeah, I started mumbling. I started mumbling as I was like, please, any anything else. Um, talk about our names. Talk about our names. <laughs> Harrison's cool, Yeah. Um, no, if it was Merrick, it would have seemed more mischievous because Merrick's kind of that, that's the vibe. Harrison's kind of a goody two shoes. So for him to flip to the porn channel was crazy. And we all just were kind of like, whoa. And then we were like, all right, well, mom's probably going to be home soon. Like I'm going to go to my, (laughs) like, we all just were like, sayonara. Porn when you were little though was like National Geographic. Like if you, if you came across hot. porn, Nobody you were like, into it. you were like, what is going on? Like you couldn't <laughs> understand. Like I remember seeing a naked adult for the first time on accident in like a magazine my brother had, and they had, uh, it, I I didn't have pubic hair yet, but they did, and I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? Like uh-huh. it, it's so like it's like seeing an animal you've never seen before, like those fish with oh the light bulb heads. That reminds me of this. Like my friend had like a deck of playing cards that were like pornographic. It was like men, and they were men with like oh, erections okay and they <laughs> but it was cool. like that because it was like the weird 70s i don't know yeah. where they were from you know it was just some weird cards and then just like weird men like posing with their erections and their um weird pubes <laughs> and you're just like you don't even know what to do with it like it's it is it's just like oh at that okay. point it's science it's yeah, just, just it's learning. interesting i don't think yeah. my parents ever gave me i can't point to a sex talk from my parents so i'm like that must have just been how I found out. Like, I was oh, like, yeah. oh, cool, nice. Understood. Yeah. I want to ask, um, Warren, what else would you put on your records? Okay. <laughs> the next thing I want to put on is the feeling I had when I was seven years old and my cat got out and she was lost and then she came back. So what happened was... Uh-huh. It was the coldest night of the year. We told the story of my family for like ever to, to, I guess my mom told it to me over and over again. Cause it was like an epic tale of something that I experienced. Um, my cat was, um, very sweet, but an indoor cat and she could not go outside. And she went outside during the winter. I don't know how, and she was lost and we were all scared. My, I think the the news was on and the weatherman kept saying, it's the coldest night of the year. It's the, and I was like, she's no! dead. She's dead. Like, <laughs> It was just like no. so certain she was long gone. And my brother and my dad went out looking for her forever. And then I went to sleep on the floor in my parents' bedroom out of, you know, lonely, sad feelings. And then in the middle of the night, she was put into my arms. And then I said, you came back. You came back. This is like a like, children's book. <laughs> yeah. It's it like was a children's very dramatic. Book. My mom probably also like really made it more of a children's book in her telling. But it... It feels like that in my memory. And it was a very special memory because she came back and she lived a very long life and she lived to be like 22 years old. That was a great, perfect cat. So that feeling of just like you think it's over and then came back and I I was asleep on the floor and I was a little kid and it was I was all hopeless. And then I had hope again. 
Warren, I have to tell you, I think I think you have a really big opportunity with this story. <laughs> I think you write this. I think you write this as a children's book. You make it to where everyone thinks the cat got out on accident and lost, but the cat has autonomy and went to get everyone Christmas gifts. Caleb's angling for producer. I and it love turns this. Out, and it turns out the cat, so the cat puts the gifts under the tree and, and then it's back in the arms. And then you find out all the gifts the cat put under the tree are signed Santa. The cat is Santa. Okay, so the whole time my entire life, <laughs> Santa has been the cat. Yes. And then, then she the only died. can die when I am old enough to not believe in Santa anymore. Wow. 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 Who's writing this that. down? Who's writing this down? I've got oh, it right it. We're recording, here, man. We're recording it, babe. <laughs> That's my new character, guy who thinks it, it, only gets ri- it only gets saved if you write it down. <laughs> it's going to go do you viral. Have a, do you have one of those pads in the shower? <laughs> oh, my God. Do you? No. <laughs> I was like, I've never I sort been of someone who needs her. to write it down right away. I've never Honestly, people who are like, I have to. I will write stuff down and then just not have any idea what I'm talking about when I look at it later. And so that's <laughs> that's that's the pattern. I'm like, that's I write down I'm one about. word and I'm like, what? And then it's gone. Especially my thinking hours. The second I'm like that limbo between awake and asleep where you're kind of asleep, but you're kind of awake. And that's when I really get some ideas that sometimes really work out and other times are absolutely bonkerinos. When I look at my notes app, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what? Could, You've read me some of these. Yeah. Like, what could what Ginger are, Snowstorm but... mean? What could it mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just kind of like, yeah, okay. I had a I had a middle of the night phone note one time for a character idea. And I, I think about it every single day. The char- It was just the name of a character. And the name of the character was Manic Pixie Dream Cop. <laughs> and <laughs> I think about it. I have no idea what I meant. I don't really know what that would look like. <laughs> I know exactly what you meant. I could do, do that you? character. A whimsical cop who wants to do like, I actually might cast Lauren Lapkins. I think I could. Re- oh, my God. Yeah. It's like it's like I was a manic pixie dream girl. Then I like got serious and I became a cop. But I yeah. still have a hint of it inside me. And then someone I start dating brings it back out. And then I yeah. turn into doing like naughty cop stuff. Because Yeah, like, I see it as you like <laughs> you like writing a ticket for someone as a manic pixie. It's like you're writing the ticket. It's very like. I don't know. I'm just like not that kind of. And then you're giving it. I get it. And Lauren yeah, is the and person. Then like, and then I'm like at the precinct and I'm like, let's just take a little bit of the drugs that we have here. They're just sitting here. They're sitting here. <laughs> Listeners, I mean, be watching our socials. You'll see a deadline article <laughs> about this in exactly three months. And um, we're going to go. We're going to go viral. Yeah. No, I get I it. it. And I and I've casted it. It's perfectly cast. It is. It's done. I don't need anyone else to be in it. <laughs> hey, before we um, before we talk about the rest of your record, Lauren, I really yeah. think um, just for like my heart and my um, energy, I think we need to take a break. Oh, okay. But mostly for a, uh, an advertisement. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and we're back. We're back. back, back. Bark, 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 bark. <laughs> woof, woof, woof. What if we were dogs, folks? It would be so funny if our <laughs> ad was like dog food. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you reintro. It's not. But if you came back in and you said, We are bark, bark, bark. We are bark, bark, bark. They and have your to dog needs. You know, there um <laughs> when I worked at I worked in marketing for a little bit and one of my bosses, uh one of the only good ones I had, uh, shout out to Tona, was obsessed with this case study that Purina did where they, they have like 
segments of uh, pet owners that they use to market their... So, like, they'll ask people questions like, do you allow your dog to sleep in your bed? And if someone says yes, then they market them, they push them the expensive dog food. And if someone says no, they push them the cheap kind, but it's all under the same brand umbrella. They just make different kinds and spend less for people who they think love their animals less. What? Because people who that, people who answer no, no my dog can't sleep in my bed will buy cheaper food. But what if they're kind of the ones who are like, my pet can't sleep in my bed, but they're also being trained for dog shows. Like I love them so much, that's why they can't sleep in my bed. They have to be. Well, it's a multifaceted thing. So I think I think then the <laughs> the, the, the case, I haven't read the case study in a long time, but I think probably one of the questions <laughs> is, do you like do you know do, do you dog do shows you, do dog shows? Yeah, <laughs> but crazy. Okay, I think it's time for a segment we call. Delete it. Lauren, this is a segment where we're going to ask you to delete something from the record of humanity that you don't think should exist anymore. And before you say what it is, we just want to let you know it doesn't have to be war. You're very Zoolander right now. (laughs) It doesn't have to be war. It doesn't have to be famine. (laughs) It doesn't have to be the big stuff because because we're going to delete it. Anyway, that's good because my idea is um, not important at all. And we don't want it. Go Need nuts. It to be, Tell us least. what it is. Chicken salad. <gasps> or tuna salad. Or anything that is like that, that's called salad, that's like a gooey slop. So, question, away. because Caleb's going to need a second. Yeah. Um, is wow. it, you want to get rid of the food, or you want to rename the food on the record? I want to rename it, and then I want to delete it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that it's called salad. Cause it's just not. And then I don't like what it is. And I think that it's disgusting and I, I, I've never had it. I've never had tuna salad or chicken salad or anything else like that. Coleslaw kind of fits in the category. Coleslaw's sick. You're right. Coleslaw's disgusting. You know, it's like anything that's like mashed with mayo and like, it's just gross. It's just a nasty, squishy barf kind of food that like we don't need. And I think people <laughs> like it, but it's, it's I just want it gone. I don't want them to remember it. And I also am like, if there's some sort of potluck situation or a picnic and that's what's on, being offered, I have a real problem with that. You know what we successfully did delete that is in that same category is like when people put tuna salad and stuff in jello. Oh, we that's so stopped. fucking sick. We deleted it and we were like, nobody will fucking do this again. Like we were just like collectively, everyone was like, Yeah, that was bad and, and we'll we'll quit it. I, I don't understand at all putting something in jello. Like basically anything. Like I, I think jello should be plain. But if you have something floating that's, in the jello. What, what you just said is exactly how Dwight felt when Jim put his shit when he put his stapler in the jello. He said he said, I don't understand why anyone would ever do this. That was the that was the reaction. We did that in my church also. We we would put shit in jello as a competition and it sucked. Oh my god, I thought you were gonna say you would reenact the office. Well that is it. We that's exactly no, that's literally what so the office did that jello episode and then my church my my youth group was like, all right, for for chat, we would do challenges. They filled, they put office supplies in bowls of Jello, and then whoever could get all the office supplies out with their feet, their bare feet, quickest, uh, would win like an iPod Nano or something. No, <laughs> we had there was two events at camp that that makes me think of. One is that it was a whole night's event, and at the start, two people would sit and put their feet in like a bucket of ice and then whoever stayed the longest one and you would stay for like the entire 
like evening event. Oh my God. Um, and people would just like come drop blankets off on you. you And that would go, people would stay for like an hour and a half, two hours and they would add ice. Oh my God. That's one. And the other one it made me think of, (laughs) which is, uh, gross is there, it was like a PVC pipe. No, not PVC because that's hard. Right. What's Mm -hmm. like a soft, a soft pipe. Like, like a uh, foam, like needle? not foam, like plastic, but it would be like piping for something, but it was clear. Whatever it was. Um, like, um, <laughs> like a tube, I guess. Just like, like an a enema tube. tube. <laughs> but th- <laughs> like this thick. Oh, okay. And maybe a little smaller. Two people <laughs> on opposite ends of it. Three eggs, raw eggs cracked in the middle. Huh? And they blow to Whoever try and wins. get the egg to go into someone else's that's mouth. disgusting i any sort of activity <laughs> like that i i i i've participated in a handful of things like that over my lifetime and oh i recall one time being like doused in like mustard and ketchup and it's just <laughs> revolting and like is that even funny to people like you know what i mean like in the moment it's like i think it is but it's just so like honestly if the if i was watching the egg thing i think i would think it was funny but i just that was always counselors and it would be you would be like nominated by your campers, so everyone would just put up the counselors they fucking hated and be like, "Oh, that's hilarious!" Like, "Oh, Christine, get up there!" <laughs> and then it would, but they, oh my the god, counselors always felt the like they were like being thing. honored, like the kids really liked them because they oh were like god. rooting for them. Wait, I have to tell you a sad story. <laughs> this, um, this, I, I, I was um, a counselor at this camp, and we played this. I guess it was a hide and seek game, or so. I mean, I, I think that's all it was. I, but. I think the counselors hid and the, I don't know. I can't remember the details of it because I don't remember this one part, which is that there was this counselor who was, she was really sweet, but she was new and not really fitting in and wanting to be liked. And she got a really, I know, she got a really good hiding spot. And oh, you guys left her. <laughs> we couldn't find her. I mean, no, no one could find her. Uh... And she was stuck. And where she was, was she put herself in a garbage can, like a aluminum garbage can with a lid on it for, you know, wood animals or whatever. To <laughs> not eat. She climbed in and her knees up to her chest. She was like crouched in it. And but she got stuck and she couldn't get out. And then we finally found her. And she couldn't get out and her legs hurt so bad. She was like in a ton of pain. <laughs> That's on no. her though. That's on Dude. her. I, you I've know, literally you, I, done a sketch like that and been like, this could never happen to someone. <laughs> so sad. It was it was really fucked up. And I just remember her like try like being in so much pain, but then we're all kind of like we, you know, everyone else is kind of going like, what just happened? You know, it's one of those things like I, I I gotta say that's such a I she was thin she was a thin person yeah yeah, yeah. no there's no world <laughs> there's no world where a fat person behaves like that I love that about fat people. <laughs> putting putting yourself into a place where you might not get out it's like no, no. I'm not getting in a trash no. can I don't want to win I, I you know I'd rather just be caught and hang out I, there's that is no so true <laughs> just stand behind about- a tree and be like hey me as a kid was that I was so small that I was always trying to like climb into oh, really small right. shit. Did you I'm, like not get thin. I'm talking short <laughs> i'm talking couldn't go on a roller coaster kind of thing so i wow. i would like tuck into suitcases i used to lay flat <laughs> under the couch in like our like playroom type thing <laughs> i would lay flat as flat as i could and wait till my <laughs> nanny sat down on the couch and then go ow 
Oh, what my heck? God. Why would you hit? I was laying there. You just sat on me. And they would be like, I'm sorry. And I'd be like, geez. Like, and did you think you were being hilarious? I thought it was so I thought it was the funniest prank. <laughs> they probably were like, Jesus Christ. It was probably so scary every time. Yeah, because they almost <laughs> killed you. I want to I want to circle back and, and say something that's on my heart. Um, I never in my entire life imagined that on this podcast, we would have a Midwestern guest who would come for salads, who would come for chicken salad, who would come for egg salad. I really feel like that's yeah. such a Midwestern oh, thing. And you hate it. Have you ever, have you ever tried it even once, Lauren? No, no, I've never, never had it. And I, <laughs> I really can't see a world where I will have it. It's something about. I'm going to put you on like a Nickelodeon show where you get slimed if you don't eat it or something. Oh my God. I know. I actually had to do something the other day where I had to eat things um, as part of a job and I was nervous (laughs) about it and they were really good. But. (laughs) (laughs) But you always think you're going to get like punked if you have to eat something. Like, oh yeah. Whatever. But it was good. But I, but I, when I think about um, like that feels like the kind of thing that I'd be like, tricked into or something like i i had for, I, went for, I went a long time in my life like not eating a lot of like really obvious foods like i had never had like a pickle like you know, there's just like a lot of things that i've really never had you were and, from so close to wisconsin for that to be your vibe i yeah i know it's just, i think it's it's not it's honestly one of the worst traits like i really hate it and it's so uncomfortable when you're a picky eater because you're always like nervous about what are they gonna have like it's just like <laughs> <laughs> How it's am I going to br- be if they don't have what I want? <laughs> it's such a bratty like thing that as I've gotten older, I've tried to really push back. And I don't feel like I'm as picky as I was at all. Now I can kind of just do anything. But when I was growing up, it was horrible and into my 20s. And like I had I did have an idea like in in my 20s, like, oh, I should do like a thing where I eat like a podcast or a thing where I eat like all the things that I've never had. But then I was like, I don't want to eat any of that shit. (laughs) There's a reason I haven't had it. (laughs) The reason I haven't been doing this is because I don't want to. And then I was like, I'm scared of my own premise. I don't want to do any of this. I want to let the listeners (laughs) know that part of the experience, what you're hearing right now is... If, if Lauren or Shelby sound fearful, it's because I have the most sinister looking. <laughs> I am so poorly you lit in this. You have backed up from the computer. I mean, I just look scary no matter what. I I look like I'm like I'm being forced to do the pod. Caleb you looks are... right now like he's, he's first of all a gamer and he's on Twitch. Because I'm using the only headphones I had up here that would work for this is uh, my friend Chance, who I'm with, uh, his work headphones from his customer service job. Yeah. So I, oh that's what I look God. like. It looks okay, like you have like overhead light and like wood paneling <laughs> behind you and then no light in the front of you but just the computer glare in your glasses yeah you're a gamer on twitch and it's when someone enter like enters your chat room and you're like listen like if you're gonna watch me play like you're threatening them guys this is- flank me flank me on the left and right we gotta get these guys Come i on. hate what you're up to right now no offense it's not hey, about guys. you it's not about you you don't well, you wouldn't like you guys wouldn't love me lauren and shelby you guys wouldn't love me if i was a gamer you are kind of a gamer. You like. I feel a lot. fine with it, but I have a question. Do you feel scared of the place where you are? <laughs> so, so last night we made the interesting. It's so funny you say that because one of my the only the only movie that has ever truly scared me in my entire life, not like jump scares. I mean like strangers. fucked me up is the Strangers. What's and it's, that? You've been trying to get me to watch it for a year now. 
I don't you know have that. To. The Strangers is a couple in um, a, a house in, in kind of a desert, not deserted, but in a, a rural area. And they um, are having like a marital fight and people come and uh, terrorize them. And when they ask them, when they ask the people hurting them, why are you doing this? Why us? They say, um, because you were home. <gasps> no. And that is the most fucked up and evil thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And now anytime I'm in a place like this, I think, well, someone's going to strangers me. Oh, my God. Me, the place that you're staying kind of looks like um, the Dave Franco house from the Dave Franco movie. Sure. Another scary movie where people got <laughs> fucked with for no reason. And, yeah, I, and, I, that? and I thank you for bringing it up. Uh, <laughs> what was that called? Shelby Vacation House or The Vacation? I don't really like watch scary movies that much because I get too scared. The Rental. Yeah. It was called The Rental. The Rental. And oh that one's God. about an, an Airbnb. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. <laughs> cool that we brought it up. <laughs> no, that's um... awesome. Yeah, it definitely was. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I want to talk about one of these pictures that's on the original records. Okay. It's called Crocodile by Peter Beard. Peter Beard is the photographer and the subject. Oh, I like how it says remembering Peter Beard under this picture because it looks like <laughs> this is how he died. <laughs> One of the images included on the original Golden Records is titled Crocodile by photographer Peter Beard. It's a self-portrait of Peter inside the mouth of a crocodile. On the right-hand side of the picture, you've got a large crocodile with its mouth open. Inside of that crocodile is presumably Peter. You cannot believe how far he is inside of the crocodile. He is waist deep. He is incredibly hot. You can see that Peter is very toned and wearing the kind of hot short shorts that hot guys used to wear in the 60s. You have to wonder what they were aiming to do with the inclusion of this image on the record. Is it, on the one hand, a warning? Watch out. Crocodiles may eat you. Or... Is Peter's nonchalance supposed to sort of lure in the aliens into a false sense of security so that they may walk into the mouths of crocodiles and no longer be threats to the human race? Will the aliens believe crocodiles are sleeping bags or a place perhaps to get in some thinking or in this case, journaling? Peter is waist-deep in the crocodile's mouth, casually journaling with his top half. It leads you to question, what is he writing about? Is he writing about how it feels to be inside of the crocodile? Peter Beard's best-known work was called The End of the Game, and it was published in 1965. It documented the beauty and romance of Africa and the tragedy of its endangered wildlife. We cannot stress enough that Peter was hot. While alive, Peter Beard was friends with Andy Warhol, Truman Capote, Salvador Dali, and the Rolling Stones, which is an absolutely iconic crew. In 2017, Peter Beard was sued by actor David Spade. We have chosen not to get involved in the matter. Peter also photographed women in magazine fashion shoots and had well-documented romances with many of them, including Candace Bergen and the sister of Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis. You may know her as Jackie O. Peter spent a large amount of time in Kenya, where 
much of his work was produced. Beard was born into a wealthy family in Manhattan in 1938 and then attended Yale, the way all great success stories go. Nice. The photographer Peter Beard was actually married for two years to model Cheryl Teagues. Peter was born in New York. He went missing in Montauk in March of 2020. He then died in April of 2020. When he passed, his family posted a statement on his website that read, he died where he lived, in nature. He was 82 years old. Here's my take. I think the way that what you're seeing happened is that this this crocodile is dead. Do you guys agree with me? No. It it has to be. It has too much take. animation in its eyes for it to be dead is my take. And the water's moving. I don't think he is, unfortunately. I think it's gotta be dead. I'm on Lauren's side. There's almost no way. I think they prop the I think they like wired the eyes open or something and put it in the habitat, but this has gotta be if this isn't a dead crocodile this is then then the man died after this i do wonder why this was put into the or onto the record or can you explain i don't feel like i fully get how the record works that they sent into space or whatever like is it a file thank you for asking this (laughs) it is two gold records so like a photo was on it so they're they're two like like physical records and then they have like a device to play it on the challenger so oh so a picture would be shown somehow through this device yeah like everything would be included in the records like there's like a diagram of how to play it and it would all be on there i just wonder about the inclusion of this picture because it's a man in an alligator's mouth and he's writing in a journal i mean i like i kind of like the picture well, it's gorgeous is the thing. It's really well taken. He's hot. We yeah. all agree. He's hot. Yeah, yeah he's, he's so like, hot. Yeah. He's so he's like, hot. We, we just oiled. weirdly skipped over the fact that he's really fucking hot. If he did die, it's like a real tragedy. He's he like a perfect anyway. looking guy. And <laughs> he's writing in this journal, which is also hot. Yeah, it's hot and for him to be thinking that way. Yeah, he's either writing like, I'm dying, just FYI. Just FYI. <laughs> by an alligator. Wanted to circle back, oh. just so you guys know. I just want you guys to know the 15-foot crocodile was dead. Beard himself had shot it earlier on the shore of Lake Rudolph in Kenya. Oh, Jesus. So. Wow. Out there killing animals for art. Well, maybe, honestly, if he was in Kenya, it might have ended up like being a lot of like the hunting if you get permits. I mean, this is old, but a lot of the permits for hunting in a lot of African communities, you have to then use the animal to feed the community. Oh, well, that's good. I don't know if that was true then, but I know it's true now. <laughs> Lauren's taking Looking- a stance. Lauren says that's good. Lauren oh, says, that's cool. good. I love that. I say go keep killing him. Um, the, <laughs> no more crocodiles. The, the thing that's making me kind of feel a little ill about this picture is the idea of his legs squishing into the guts of, of the alligator. Like he had sure. to like stick his his legs like down its gullet. Yeah, that's weighing heavy on my heart as well. Um, it's like when you're in, when you're in a lake. And you step on the ground and you feel like really wet, like goo, goo. That is the worst feeling. And this is that. But you also know it's like intestines. I don't like that. I there's a lot that unsettles me about the image, the thought that he had to do it. <laughs> kind we'll of start there. The thought that he had to do it. Yeah, I don't understand his shorts. 
conceptually. Oh well, that was of the time though. That was of the era. You have to give some. You have to give some leeway on that. I think. He's so strong. They look hot. It's almost like they're. It's almost like he has like a body wrap on around his waist. Yeah, like there's something. I would let him hurt my feelings. That that's he already has in so many ways. (laughs) I can't be horny right now. I'm already horny because I watched that Zac Efron as Ted Bundy movie last night. Oh my god! Yeah, this picture is really, really attractive. He's wearing a pelt in this one as well. Yeah, I think he was just kind of like a man of living off the land. Wow. Is he still alive? No. Remember, it said remembering him. Oh, he passed in. Tw- we oh often god, he- don't remember people guys, that live. He died less than a year ago. No. Wait, you guys. There's this headline from the New York Post that says Peter Beard's wife put him in a psych ward after he brought home hookers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Peter Beard? No, Peter Beard lived, baby. Mr. Beard. (laughs) Mr. Beard lived it up. I mean, pour one out for the king. Wait, guys, his wife was Cheryl Teagues. Did we already say that? No. The model. Cheryl Teagues, the model. Well, he was a photographer, so that means there was kind of some hot. That, uh, you know? They were only married for two years. That probably ended after she put him in the psych ward. Yeah, that'll do it. That will do it. And all my that's how all my relationships have ended. Oh my god, I'm looking at a picture of them together and it's like stunning. Yeah, I, I wonder if they had uh kids because they would have really beautiful kids if that was inter- if they if they wanted that. If that was something they were interested in, I think the kids would have turned out really good. I'm really cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, they do have a kid, Zara Beard. I don't know. Zara who. Beard, a cool name too. Their daughter looks a little bit like Ginny Slate. Very pretty. I have to what was her name? Zara Beard. I love where the episode is going, by the way. <laughs> it's just literally a Googling and discussing what we see. It feels like uh, when you've gone to a party and everyone's left and it's just like three people sitting around being like, do you want to put a YouTube video on the TV? Yeah. Okay. Do this one next. Do this one next. Yeah. Okay. Lauren, in all seriousness, though, we have to know what else you would put on your record. Okay. 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 So the next thing I'm putting on is the movie About Time. Okay. Have you seen this movie? Go, yes. I watched go it off. today oh my god did you like it i did <laughs> okay good <laughs> What's your i want you to speak on it first okay, okay. and then we'll continue so i have a crush on donald gleason first of all i think he's like really perfect he's the redhead actor in the movie and he's um just fantastic and this movie is about time life and this movie is about it's about time <laughs> <laughs> this movie is and you will not see this coming heavily about, focused on time it's a huge part of it but it's about basically in the movie the you f- you find out I'm not going to give any spoilers but that the father of his character can time travel and so the, it's a very em- emotional movie because there's kind of the feeling of do you, should you live in the moment or should you go back to your favorite moments or spend time with people who are gone what's the best way to live your life it's just like a really big concept that i i end up bawling every time i watch this movie and i just feel like it's a it just says a lot about what it's like to live life on earth that you have you know only one life to live and would you if you could time travel would you want to spend your time doing that or would you rather be in the moment this is such a thoughtful pick thank you i want to say a thoughtful pick thank you this movie came out seven years after a similar in content movie click now click was bad what are you doing doing? (laughs) what are you up to girly 
Now, click is bad. Click is okay. the one where you can, it was a remote control and you stop time. Yeah, and it's Adam Sandler, but then there was kind of the twist. There was a twist, you know. Um, he got it from a grocery store, I believe. And No, he got it from a Bed Bath & Beyond. It was in the Beyond section. <laughs> so. Wow. Oh, cute. <laughs> that's very Beyond. Oh, that's it cute. It sucks to remember that detail. It was actually mm-hmm. in the Beyond section at a Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> and um, But then there was like a little twist to it where like if he fast forwarded t- past like a certain thing, he would always fast forward past that certain thing. So he ends up like sort of missing a lot of his life. Um, uh, okay. Anyway, I've never cried as hard in a movie as I did in Click. Wow. It's not good. It's a really bad movie. I cannot no, no, recommend I'm happy it less. About, I'm happy about how it touched you. <laughs> but I, well, the thing about it is that you end up being pranked by the movie. And I won't say how, but you do get pranked. The crying was for naught. But um, okay. it really did ruin my life for it has a twist. Uh, all of 2006 <laughs> when it came out. Um, but how I feel about About Time... Well, Caleb, you speak. <laughs> oh my God, like I really want to hear where you're going to go with that, but okay, I want to hear what Caleb's going to say. Uh, all I want to contribute uh, to the conversation regarding about time <laughs> is... <laughs> I, I have thank you guys for uh allowing me to speak a little bit on this uh here at today's meeting i want to contribute two things really thoughtful selection here by guest lauren lapkiss i'm loving what we're seeing here um really loving the intention behind it second thing i'll say is rachel mcadams complete smoke show uh you know beautiful absolutely charming uh you know one of the one of the people that you see in a movie and you go I know I would be friends with her. I really love Rachel McAdams' vibe. I would do anything to hang out with her. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening, girl, uh, reach out. And Shelby, I'll go back to you now. Shelby? Thanks, Caleb. I um, <laughs> <laughs> The thing about about time... Whoa. The thing about about time is that it highlights sort of something that I think about all the time, which is that um, romance is only romantic if you're in into someone. And at the beginning... <laughs> He does so many huh. things that is romantic in the movie because they end up together, but it is distinctly creepy to me. Oh, interesting. And it's not its not a comment on the movie. I actually really like the movie, but he's like, go, like finding he kind of her at every party. He into, like tricks her into like, n- yeah. he knows the answers to the questions he's asking her. And it's like, yeah. well, they did hit it off organically the first time. Like she does like him. It is in a way. It's, that is a problem with it, but. I also feel like that is a problem with coming Romance. at it. Well, Listen. oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> but I mean, like, just with m- the more that we get into, like, all of those topics in life with just um, acceptable behavior and relationships and whatnot, which I feel like is more more of a topic now than ever before, <laughs> when you watch that movie through that lens, it definitely changes it. I feel like I, I saw it at an age where that was not registering at all. <laughs> I was like, yeah. this is great. I wish someone would do this to me. I don't think he's bad. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's bad. It's just one of those, because it. she likes him. Like, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a, ta- it's a, it's a weird kind of creepy tactic. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that about a lot of things that like, there's like stories that women will tell where they're just like talking about how they met someone or whatever and you're like oh i don't like that at all but they liked it so it's like it's mm-hmm. good where they're like oh my god i hated him so much and he just would not stop asking me out and then finally <laughs> here we are and it's like yes. sounds awful sounds bad but you guys did it yeah also i just have to note margot robbie in the rachel mcadams conversation you have to add in that margot robbie's also really hot and cool she's and in so- this yeah <laughs> i can't she's charlotte or the 
No, she's not. Is she? Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel like I never connected that with her. A young Margot Robbie. Oh, my God. Early career Margot Robbie. Yeah, because that's so crazy, though, because, I mean, I feel like when I saw her in Wolf of Wall Street, I felt like that was the first time I'd ever seen her. Yeah, but you'd seen her before. A lot of people felt like that. I think that's that's the uh, magic of a breakout moment. Yeah, she's... (laughs) (laughs) Well, she had also been in that show Neighbors before that. Oh, no. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm looking at the stills now from the movie. and I'm like, oh, duh, of course. But duh, it's hot, hot Margot Robbie. Yeah. The other thing that I want to note is that it sucks that he got to have sex so many times on that first night that they had sex and she only got to have it once. I, I was know. Thinking that. <laughs> but it was really good in her mind. Really great. She had great sex once. He had. He practiced. Okay, sex. And then re- good sex, good sex, good sex. He had like 12 good sexes and she yeah. had one. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. So, I mean, we have to assume that, like, his cum regenerated every time that he traveled back. I yeah. always, and then I do she assume that the, about time travel. Your cum she regenerates. Makes, she makes the comment being like, oh, my perfect man can only go once. And he's like, oh, brother. But it's, it's so funny because he had 12, he had sex 12 times. At <laughs> least. It's actually incredible. Yeah, yeah perfect man <laughs> had sex 12 times tonight. He did a lot. She probably felt it at some part of her body. I mean, you have to. Yeah, ha- <laughs> there's no way it could have happened to you and not known at all. From the way it, time travel is confusing. Time it's interesting because it's like your, I guess your body resets. Your, I don't that never. It. it basically means it never happened for her. Yeah. So it's not, it's not, it's not bad. Let me just say, reiterate um, <laughs> what he's okay. doing. But I, we actually can't actually analyze the film because it brings up a lot of holes. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I don't, I don't watch anything with a critical eye. <laughs> oh, I'm not being critical of it. I we're hope just, it doesn't seem talking. like I am. No, 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 no. Maybe, maybe critical is not the right word. I, I, I watch very little in the moment and I'm like uh, doing any kind of analysis at all. I almost always enjoy a movie while I'm watching it. And then afterwards, someone will be like, oh, that had no plot. And I'll be like, I didn't notice that. <laughs> right. Oh, no, I'm, I feel the same. Oh, I my just God. like I was caught up. They had really good music at the right time. So I was in. <laughs> I'm kind of dumb about movies, I think. That's I fun. think the coolest thing about About Time is how scientifically his dad sits him down to have the conversation that they as a family can time travel. Yeah. It's well, the the beach part at the end. Oh, God, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Uh, for all the listeners, so Lauren is sobbing right now. <laughs> it's really Cut break. <laughs> It's really beautiful, uh, Lauren. What uh, we okay, have? We have two I? more things I think to get on your records. Okay. The next one is the sensation of peeing in the shower for the first time, which is something I did last year for the first time. No, you did not. <laughs> Don't lie to me. Time as you, you were high. thirty-five. So I had 34. never peed in the. Sh- I'm thirty-five. I had never. Yeah, when I was thirty-four, I had never peed in the shower or in the ocean. Until last year, probably. The ocean? Well, maybe and I'm assuming not a pool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely not a pool. <laughs> no. I would get up and go to the bathroom, okay? That's how I did it my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> You'd never peed in a shower until last year? No. And it was a conversation with my group Wild Horses during one of our shows. We were talking about it and two of the women had did it all the time. And then me and Stephanie Allen both were like, oh, no, I've never really done that. And then I was like, well, I'm going to try it. And so I did try it <laughs> and it felt really great. And I really understand why people do it. And it's so easy and it goes right down the drain and it's yeah. just not a problem at all. And 
And sometimes, yeah, I've, I've taken so many showers, countless showers in my life where I had to pee during it. But I just didn't, I just waited till I was done in the shower. That's Insane so brave. Did you hike yourself up in the sh- before getting in the shower? Like, this is the time. Yeah, because you have to go, you have to like turn off part of your brain that like tells you not to do that. Yeah. And you have to go like, it's okay. At what point did you decide this was the shower you were going to pee in? Like, was it the whole day you were like the next shower? I'm going to pee in there. No, it was just <laughs> that I had to pee. And I was like, now is the time. Like, it was like, okay, time. this it's, it's, it's been presented and I'm going to go for it. And I did. And it was really, it was totally fine. And I, I now do it, you know, just really randomly. I don't feel like it's something I do every single, I, I, I rarely do it honestly, but it's, if I have to pee. Yeah. And I yeah, peed in the I'll ocean around that same time for the first time. And less satisfying, I'll say. It's weird. There's something weird about that. Well, because you're then, sitting in it for a second, at least. I think. And it's <laughs> the idea that like, okay, even if you're moving your bathing suit or whatever you're doing, it's still kind of getting all over you, right? Like there's right. something kind of disgusting about that. I mean, it's coming off in the water, but I don't know. It's, it kind of grosses me out. Caleb? <laughs> Thank you guys for throwing it over to me. Um, I'm so excited to weigh in on this a little bit. I think it's I think it's beautiful. I love it. Um, I pee in the shower. I pee in the ocean. Um, I like to pee outdoors. It's one of the it's one of the things I love most. If I ever get the opportunity to pee outdoors, I'll do it instead of in a bathroom. Um, one of the things I love about being home in the country is that I pee I pee outdoors. No one's around. Uh, but in LA, wow. you can't really be doing that. Um, so at home, you'll just like be like. Where would you be and that you would end up peeing? You know, you, you so uh, if I'm at my mom's house, like, okay, we're hanging out in the garage. Uh, mm-hmm. like the, It's like a Morton building where we hang out. And uh, the door's open. So you could either walk like three feet and pee outside. So easy. Or you can go all the way into the house, go into the bathroom. It's like a whole other, you know, you just walk outside, pee, and you never have to stop talking. You can keep talking to everybody while you're peeing. It's nice. Wow. It's really nice. That's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's a I once got way too drunk at an outdoor graduation party in Ohio where there's a lot of woods. And I was like, I have to pee, refused to be, go into the house because I knew the parents and they were home. And I was like, I can't be talking to them right now. So I went to the woods, um, went to pee in the woods and then realized I had to puke. And I had <gasps> such an insane, I peed, I puked, I puked some more, still was like, and then I had to just like, pull my pants up and like walk back to the party oh my god and everyone was like are you good and i was like no (laughs) i gotta go home that's horrible yeah then my mom asked if i'd been i was supposed to be at my dad's but i went back to my mom's because that's the only place i could get a drive a ride to and my mom was like have you been drinking and i was like no i'm just sad (laughs) i'm just sad have you been drinking no i'm just sad <laughs> uh, Lauren, what else would you put on your records? Okay, my my final thing is it's connected a little bit to that. It's the taste and feeling of eating a half baked chocolate chip cookie while stoned. Wow, that's really it's cool. Pretty much like the peak of feeling good, I would say, is shoveling that half baked dough into your mouth. I don't know if I've ever been stoned. 
you do know you've never smoked weed. Well, look, I've never smoked weed, but I did one day in Chicago. Did we ever talk about this? I did do that. Oh yeah, one. that you did an edible. You I texted an, me. I, I ate an old weed gummy that someone gave to me that I I had to psych myself up forever to take it, and I don't know if it worked or not. But I did have a, a headache and feel really sleepy the whole day. So I don't know. That sounds horrible. But I wasn't hungry, and um, I you know chocolate chip cookies to me. I I don't like Lauren. You can push back on this if you want to. God knows we didn't agree on chicken salad. I don't <laughs> like when people get creative with a chocolate chip cookie. I want it to be just your classic. I actually agree with you. I feel like the only kind of cookie I really want, if I'm being completely honest, is a chocolate chip cookie. I don't yeah. really want anything else. I'll eat any other kind of cookie pretty much, but... If I'm going to bake them, they're going to be chocolate chip. If I'm going to buy one at a store, it's chocolate chip. And I want it to be ideally pretty gooey. Yeah, buttery. And I put one addendum. Yeah. I also like the sugar cookies that have little pictures on them that you get at the grocery store. <laughs> What's that? What is a picture? Um, It'll be like for Christmas, it'll be like Rudolph or Santa. Oh, like the really like frosting ones? No. No, like no, straight up like those detailed I call pictures, cake cookies. photographs. Uh, (laughs) now both of you kind of aren't getting me um it's i want to say it's like betty crocker but they're literally they come as little discs they're already cut and there's the little yes yeah and and it's like it's like a pumpkin or it's a bunny it's like yeah it's it's something festive yeah those are really fucking good but thank you i like a chocolate chip but i will make those any day those are perfect right out of the oven and also like Mm -hmm. i'm talking almost about a specific time in my life i mean not to say I wouldn't enjoy all this right now, but in my 20s in Chicago, in my apartment with my roommates, that was like peak fun, like yeah. ma- getting stoned. And it was like making these cookies, getting and watching something stupid, being dumb. It's, it's like winter. All, all of it together. You can't go outside because winter's exactly, death. Exactly. Yes. You're freezing. Mm-hmm. You have plastic on the windows and oh, you're wearing a coat inside and you make chocolate cookies and you don't finish cooking them baking them and then you eat them yeah because you get impatient you're like dude i just need it yeah aliens would love that i just want to (laughs) say yeah are we getting them high are we sending them weed i think they have to have the full experience to really get it i mean ideally so are we sending them do you think it would be best to give them (laughs) sativa indica or a hybrid or probably three i feel like hybrid just to be just kind of like play it down the middle Zen, where you're like balanced yeah cool what is the difference between sativa and in, in the other one they're like sativa you're it's indica you're indica indica, indica couch, couch. <laughs> <laughs> what so indica you're supposed to be like more calmed and sativa you're still like alert. creative yeah cool so what's the sativa saying it's indica's in the couch there's not one it just just is like yeah it's like if you know the other one you get what the other one yeah so you just have to have the one saying yeah wow but i but i wonder if aliens like you know would experience weed the same way and so then that kind of i hope they would they have to have they they somehow have to get the feeling whether it's through the same drug or not yeah yeah that makes sense they just have to get the same they have to get the same end result which is that like moment of joy when the cookie goes in the mouth I mean, we're yeah. working with NASA. They can at least put together a potion or something. I should hope so. I... Potion. <laughs> NASA's <laughs> famous potions. 
Lauren, at the beginning of quarantine, I accidentally ate 100 milligrams of weed by myself, and it was one of the worst oh, nights no. of my life. Oh, my and um, that was in the form of chocolate. So, oh no, how'd you accidentally? You didn't know that it was as strong <laughs> as it was, or you just ate the I whole bar? I got two things, and it's actually funny that you say chocolate chip cookie wallstone because I bought a chocolate bar and a cookie. The cookie <laughs> was 100 milligrams. The chocolate bar was like 450 or something. I mixed them up. So I had as much of the chocolate bar that I thought was out of 100. But right. it was instead out of so much more than that. Right. And um, I, you know, once you find that out, it's a little too late to be doing anything about it. Oh, no. And that's when you start to think to yourself, listen, no one's died from weed yet. But I could be the first. And what... And then you're just kind of sitting there hoping that it <laughs> wears off. And, and no I'm, one was home. I lived alone at the time. Caleb uh, and I hadn't lived together yet. And I... So at the beginning of quarantine, you you lived alone and then you moved in together? Yeah, we, we moved, moved to LA together. together in quarantine. Oh my God. Twice. Yeah, we moved twice. twice quarantine. So I started watching stuff on YouTube uh, to try and well, first I, I wouldn't have been watching. helpful. By the way, if I was, if anyone around me was like, I took a hundred. First of all, I don't know what that means, but if it sounds like a lot, <laughs> and I would say hospital time, doctors, Honestly, nurses, five milligrams is like enough for me to be like stoned. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you guys moving in the middle of this time to LA was like the smartest thing because you got to skip the winter. It was so horrible there. That is a take I love to hear because, uh, you know, we just people uh, are critical. I I think I quadrupled my rent, (laughs) you know, so it's really not. I mean, I have to I have to cling to anything I can to be like, you are so smart for doing this. That's such a good point that. Yeah, that's not great. But But yeah, winter. I mean, winter in Chicago is so brutal, especially during COVID. I just am like, so especially this one. They just had that blizzard that was like they couldn't even go. People were posting pictures of their doors and they couldn't get outside of them. I know. I know. It looked really horrible. Yeah, I'm grateful. You escaped. Well, I have to say from the bottom of my heart, Warren, I think you put together a really incredible record. Thank you so much. Thank you. I think you've done something really special here. Um, And I, if I was an alien, I'd be trying to be your friend. You know what's cool is I think the aliens could make a whole night out of your list specifically. Oh, my God. I love that night. Yeah, it's yeah. great. The start of the night, the cat goes missing. Okay. Cat goes missing, start of the night. Yes. And it's snowing. You know the vibe. It was your life. So it's... You um, live this. <laughs> you lived it. That happens. Cat goes missing. Then they're like, I got to calm down. You watch Who's the Boss theme song when you're sad. Mm-hmm. That comes on. So that kind of cheers them up. And they're like, let's just watch a movie. They watch about time. While they're doing that, they smoke a little bit of weed. Then they put in the cookies, get in the shower, pee while they're baking, get out. They're like, they're not done yet. (laughs) Let's just eat them, eat them, go to bed. Cat comes back into the bed. I love that night. I love that night. I think it's a beautiful night. I would live that night tonight if I could, but I don't have a cat. (laughs) I don't smoke weed. I've already peed in the shower. I don't have cookies. I could watch about time. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and I might. You never know what I'll get up to. No, you're um, going to be shitting in a hot tub or whatever. Uh, or oh, whatever. Yeah. We're in, thank you so much for uh, doing the pod. We, we're we such thank big fans of you. Me. We love you. You did such a good job. And we would hire you to any job in the whole entire world. Well, we're going to have to reach out about... Uh, 
Manic Pixie Dream Cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to get that rolling. Um, I already set a couple meetings while we were doing this. And so, <laughs> and I started a production company thank of my for, own. Thank and you we, for yeah. doing that. That's awesome. A lot of good stuff ahead. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, thank you. Ciao. Yay. Bye. was a HeadGum original.